is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. We delve into topics like attitude, confidence, relationships, mental preparation, communication issues. And today's topic, which is one that really disturbs me, which is coaching abuse. You know, every week I'm here and we get into discussions about these topics, take your calls, and talk about the mental side of sports. I've been a sports psychologist for the last 37 years in the Kansas City area. I've worked with athletes all over the country. I've been a team psychologist for Olympic team, professional teams, collegiate teams, worked with many club teams, high school teams, I've had a private practice all this time. Uh, just recently, last year, wrote our book, Just Let Him Play, with uh, Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone. It's a guide for parents and coaches about youth sports. And the whole issue of sportsmanship, fair play, and the right attitude is very important to me. And today we're going to talk about a topic that is very disturbing, something that's come up this past week. University of Maryland football team where the head coach was put on administrative leave and they have also suspended some coaches, the athletic trainers, for issues pertaining to the death of a football player and a story that just came out on ESPN about alleged abuse. The school placed their head football coach on administrative leave as well as the head football athletic trainer, the director of athletic training, and the assistant athletic director for sports performance, who, reading things about this man, turned my stomach. His name's Rick Court. He had, has been accused of establishing an environment based on fear and intimidation, including throwing objects and weights in the direction of players, when he get angry. Now, why in the world would you do that? Okay? This guy's got an anger problem, and he should never, in my opinion, ever coach again. Why would you do that? Why would you throw things at people? Okay? They have had a young man die from heat stroke, result of heat stroke, alleged heat stroke. And the article talked about Abuse, abuse from this man towards these athletes, throwing things at him, cursing at him, 
screaming at them, making them lift weights they couldn't lift, amounts of weight they couldn't lift, making them eat till they threw up. It was an environment of fear and intimidation with the mindset that you're going to make the athletes tougher. Well, it doesn't make athletes tougher. It makes them angry and ticked off at you to the point that they don't want to play. Now, I get the whole idea of mental toughness. You want to push your athletes to be mentally strong and physically strong. But where is the point that you go over the edge? Well, this man went over the edge a long time ago. He needs deep, deep psychological care to do what he did to these players and to scare them all. So many of them were afraid to talk because they're afraid of what would happen to them, the repercussions of them speaking up. All right, if this man is rehired, if he's if all this stuff is true, which based on this article, it's been going on for a while. If all this stuff is true, this strength coach should never be around athletes again. If you're a coach, you want to toughen up your athletes. You want them to be physically strong. You want them to be mentally strong. But where is the point? Where is the point where you go over the edge? Have you, as an athlete, been in that situation? And if you're a parent, what do you do when your son or daughter complains to you about what they feel is physical abuse? What do you do about it? All right. I talk on this show all the time about speaking up. I talk about having a preseason meeting. If you're a youth sports team or a high school team or a middle school team, you have a preseason meeting with the parents, with the athletes, and you talk about your goals. There are always coaches out there who go too far. Why? Because they want to win. They want to be tougher than everybody else. They think that's the answer. That's not the answer. The answer to winning is treating people with respect. Have your athletes respect you as a coach. Yes, as a strength coach, you want to push your athletes. You want to push them to do as much as they can. You want to get them to reach their limits. But how far is too far? In the second half of our show, we're going to have former Kansas City Royals trainer Mickey Cobb on with us. Mickey is a good friend of mine. He coached, worked with the Royals as their athletic trainer for years. He understands this issue. We're going to talk with him about it in the second half of the show. But before we go to the second half of the show, I want to open up our phone lines, and I'd like to hear from you and get your opinions on this. If you're a parent and your son or daughter is on a sports team, and I've dealt with this for years. I have had many cases that I've been consulted with and asked to give my opinion on with athletes who have passed out, athletes who've been pushed too far, and coaches who don't care. They call them weak. I had a football player several years ago who came into my office who passed out from heat stroke was sent in an ambulance to the to the hospital, actually died in the ambulance. They brought him back. The coaches never even went to see him at the hospital. They didn't care. What does that say? Well, that young man obviously didn't play football anymore. It changed his life. I've dealt with these situations many times. So I want to hear from you. If you're a parent and you feel that 
the mental toughness techniques the coaches are using on your athletes have gone over the edge. I want to find out from you and get your thoughts. If you are a coach, I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on where's the point that you push an athlete and where's the point that you step back. Where's the point where you want to challenge an athlete to get tougher? And I get that because you want to do that. But where's the point where you say, okay, that's enough? When does mental toughness become mental abuse? I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. This is a very important topic to discuss today. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Today's topic is this issue, coaching abuse, mental abuse. When does mental toughness become mental abuse? I'm talking in light of what just happened at the University of Maryland this past week where the head football coach was put on administrative leave as well as the head football athletic trainer, the director of athletic training, and the assistant director of sports performance, a guy named Rick Court, who, in my opinion, should never be around athletes again. This story that just came out has shown tremendous verbal abuse going on and physical abuse going on, especially by Court, as mentioned by numerous athletes. They had a player die of heat stroke, And it's being investigated. And this young man was being pushed. So the question today is, when does trying to toughen up your athletes become abusing your athletes? And I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, when do you recognize, when do you realize you're going too far? Where's the point that you say, I have to stop? Where's the point when you're pushing your athletes to be tougher and it's football, basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter what the sport is. Where's the point where you push them and you say, i got to let up? Do you recognize that? As an athlete, have you ever had a coach push you too far? What do you do when that happens? Do you speak up? Are you scared to say anything because they think you're going to be weak? See, that, 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 that's the big problem. Especially in a sport like football, basketball, soccer, where you've got coaches who want to push you as far as you can go to be tough. And I get that. You want to push your athletes to challenge them to see what they can do. Especially in the era today where a lot of coaches think athletes are coddled too much. You want to challenge them. But where is the point where you go over the edge? If you are an athlete and that has happened to you, I'd like to hear from you. I don't want you to be scared to call up and talk about this. I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, have you witnessed or experienced abuse before by another coach? Have you spoken up? Have you said anything? If you've been on a team where you've seen this going on, what do you do? Are you afraid to speak up? Are you afraid to say something? See, there's the word fear. 
reading this story about the University of Maryland football players, it turned my stomach to read about how many of these guys were scared to say anything for fear that they'd be attacked by this coach, Court, that he'd throw things at them, throw profanity-laced tirades at them, call them weak. Does that toughen you up? No. It's stupidity. Okay? Yes, you want to challenge your athletes to be tough, physically tough, mentally tough. But where is the point? And see, that's why I... I have said it for years. A good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. You have to understand your athletes. You have to understand what makes them tick. You have to understand their motivations, their goals. Why are they here? Let's face it. College football teams, you're on a scholarship. You're being paid to play, basically. You you need to perform. And you need to learn how to be the best you can be. Basketball, soccer, volleyball, it doesn't matter. And a coach is going to challenge you to be your best. But where is the point where they go too far? I want to hear from you before we get Mickey Cobb on the line here in the second half of our show. Athletic trainer Mickey Cobb, coach, athletic, was the athletic trainer with the Royals for a long time. On a World Series team. I spent a year working with him, a great man. And he gets it. He understands that. He understands athletes mindsets and that's why I want to have Mickey on here about talking about mindsets. So if you are an athlete, have you been pushed too far by your coach before? And if you feel you're being pushed too far, what do you do? Are you too scared to speak to that coach? Probably yes. Because you'd be labeled as weak, called names, verbally attacked. But if you're in that situation, Then the question comes down to, should I even be here? Is it even psychologically healthy to be in this situation? I'd like to hear from you. If you have been in this situation before, I'd like to hear from you. I know people are scared to talk about this because it's about personal things. And you don't like accusing people of things. But let me tell you something. This stuff goes on all the time. I see people in my office all the time. I've been in practice for 37 years. I have dealt with this forever. Not just at the professional level, but at youth sports levels. I've seen it. When my kids were younger, I saw abuse going on, verbal abuse going on. I reported people. I've been assaulted before by people for reporting them. Which just goes to show you how out of control they are if they, they're going to attack kids and then they assault somebody who turns them in. And I know there are people out there listening right now who have had to deal with this before. And the whole idea of fear comes in. Fear of saying anything, fear of expressing yourself, because you'll be labeled as what? You'll be labeled as weak. You'll be called names. You'll be made fun of. So you don't want to say anything. This young man at the University of Maryland lost his life because of heat stroke. There were two other high school football players in the last week who died from heat stroke. Now, I don't know the situations with either of them. If there was abuse going on there or they were just out of shape. But the fact of the matter is, why should someone have to lose their life at a sports practice? Too many times I've heard stories and I've had people who come into my office who have been abused by coaches 
and labeling them as weak. Yes, you want to toughen up your athletes. You want to challenge them to be their very best. But there is a point. It's like a bell curve. At the top of that bell curve is where you're pushing to your, your limit. You're pushing to be your best. But then you go over that, it becomes unhealthy. And where is that for you? What is that level for you? And if have you ever been pushed too far? Why didn't these football players speak up at the University of Maryland until this interview happened? And then a lot of them wouldn't even say things. Fear. Fear of losing their spot. Fear of losing their place in the team. Several years ago, I consulted in a legal case at a university football team where the player's manual said, if you're in the training room on Wednesday, you will not play on Sunday. The athletes who were in the training room on Wednesday were called weak. They were called names. So these guys wouldn't go into the training room because they wanted to play, even though they're injured. And oftentimes they got hurt worse. And a young man on that team died. He got a concussion, then he had second impact syndrome, was basically getting a second concussion because he didn't want to be labeled as weak. He was called names and challenged by the running back coach to the point that he ended up passing out, going to a hospital, and dying. This is an important topic that we all need to address. It's August. High school practices, college practices are going on. And it's important that you speak up as an athlete to your coach, to your trainer. If you have an issue, you speak up. If you are afraid to speak up, then there are other issues going on. That's a problem. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week, and we talk about these topics on this show. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. We're going to go to our commercial break here. And coming up after the break, I'll be talking with former Kansas City Royals trainer Mickey Cobb. Mickey was an athletic trainer for the Royals and then went to the World Series in 1985. He's dealt with athletes to deal with pain and deal with issues like this before. He's a good friend. He understands what it's about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. And today's topic is a very sensitive one. It's the issue of when does mental toughness become mental abuse? I've been a sports psychologist for 37 years. I've been around many coaches who I've considered to be abusive. I've confronted them before. I have actually quit a couple jobs before because of dealing with coaches who are out of control. I've worked with athletes in my office over the years who have been abused by coaches for fear of speaking up or saying things, and then they're labeled as weak. This past week at the University of Maryland, an investigation has opened up a whole issue of mental abuse going on there that stems from the way the Director of, of assistant director of uh, athletic performance, Rick Court, 
abused athletes, abused the football players, mentally abused these guys, and physically, throwing things at them, calling them names, using profanity. Is that going to toughen somebody up? No, it's going to tick somebody off to the point they're going to want to quit. In my opinion, this man who's just put on leave should never coach again, should never be around an athlete again. This is a pattern of behavior he's had for a long time. But yet it's been allowed to go on because people were scared to speak up. All right, joining me now on the phone is my good friend Mickey Cobb. I've known Mickey since 1990 when I was the sports psychologist for the Kansas City Royals. He was the head athletic trainer. He's a good friend. He's written a couple books. Just wrote a book about George Brett's pine tar incident that I encourage everybody to get. And Mickey has been an athletic trainer, not just for baseball players, but for football players, basketball players, worked at colleges. Mickey knows what it's about. My good friend, good morning. How are you? Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm great. You got me up early, you got me up early for this. Well, that's good for you. Let's that's good for you. Good. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Before we get started, did you once have grass grow in your pocket? <laughs> well, uh, not in my pocket. What happened uh, in spring training uh, very early on, uh, our great groundskeeper, George Toma, asked me for some uh, uh, cotton, and it was uh, I got some that was a roll of cotton, and then took off a piece uh, about the size of my head. Everybody knows I'm bald-headed, that know me. And um, two days later, he came back, and he had a he had a um, a green flat top. It was grass growing on cotton, and, and I wore it. And uh, everybody loved it. We had good time with it. <laughs> Fact is, Al Roboski, who uh, works for the Cardinals, we were talking about it last night a little bit. I stopped by his booth, and we had a a nice little conversation, and that came up, so it was fun. Well, you're you're a wonderful man, Mickey, and I, you know, when I first started working with the Royals with you, it was a great experience. You gave me the opportunity to do my thing, and, and you're a good man. Now, this this issue I'm talking about today, it's a problem, okay? It is a problem. Why would you have a guy, okay, as a coach, coach as, as, as a trainer, you know, one of the athletic uh, motivating performance coaches throw barbells at players scream profanity at them what's the purpose of that you tell you tell you've been around sports your whole life you've worked with all these teams why why would somebody do that well i, I would think that um uh at all levels beginning in uh, possibly very early age in uh, peewee football right up through uh the major league level uh it would be uh motivation and i think that the days of that sort of thing really should be gone uh, i know that at the um, maryland situation uh you know not not actually being there uh, neither one of us can really uh speak in depth about it only on the surface that what we read or hear on the radio or see on the television uh, or on the internet but it's all about motivation, and you can get more out of a person through intellect and guiding them. Coaching is teaching at the highest level, and vice versa. So it's all about motivation. This uh, this guy, the, this, the coach's inability to communicate, and that's that's crucial. I mean, this guy, this this guy, Rick Court had an environment based on fear and intimidation, including throwing objects and weights in the direction of players and cursing them out. What kind of motivation is that? Mickey, you tell me. What, what, what's, 
What do you get by doing that? Well, I, I, I think that uh, initially uh, a player, whether they be a very young player or an older player, it would be uh, embarrassment in front of his teammates or other people and hopefully that, um, in quotations, they can reach down, deep down within their um, psychic, let's just say, or their or their gut, let's say, and bring forth their athletic ability. Uh, we who have been around uh, athletes and, and other people who are not athletes who still need the motivation uh, know that a calm demeanor and an intellectual demeanor to actually guide the individual through your experiences and courses that you take and clinics that you go to rather than uh, pitching a fit. We, we've had, uh, in, in my career with the Royals, we've had players that uh, uh, would get angry and uh, – They'd come in and, and they'd take a bat and just demolish a locker or uh, throw things. We had uh, one player in the training room, room one time. He was so angry, he picked up, a, I think it was a, about a five-pound weight and uh, threw it hard and, and it, it uh, 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 dug into the... Uh, the uh, cinder block wall and and I just said to him I said uh, it looked a little low and outside <laughs> and, and, and you know, it kind of it kind of it didn't calm, it didn't calm him down but he looked at me kind of funny and always the next day you know the people that go that fly off the handle uh, I think if they're they're normal and, and I'm not a, a doctor they're, embar- they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed, and they know they screwed up. That they come back and, and they're very apologetic. It's way without without their uh, 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 normal the way they act. And uh, but see, isn't this? Let me ask you a question. Is, isn't okay? So when you've got a coach who's trying to challenge his athletes, and you've been around this many times, you've seen it for years. Okay, and they, and coaches should challenge athletes. They should try to push them to be their best. But where is the point? where a coach goes too far, Mickey. You, as a trainer, you've seen it. Where is the point where a coach goes too far? And were you ever around that, and did you say something to a coach? Did you ever feel, hey, i got to say something to this guy? Well, I, w- I was more on the end of uh, healing the player, you might say, because that was, that was what I did the first aid and, and you know, talking to him easily and, uh, encouraging them and so on and so forth and uh once they get uh chewed out they're chewed out in front of the whole team and i've seen that before i've seen a manager pick a player out uh a grown man in his 30s and literally just uh verbally uh undress him you might say and um uh, you would think that you're in the United States uh, services of some kind in the old days when, uh, uh, in the particularly in the Marine Corps, where uh, players, I mean, not players, but uh, men were uh, gotten on to uh, nose to nose by a drill instructor and uh, uh, 
dressed down, so to speak. But, but there's but there's a end of it. I know to answer your question directly. I, I did not say to a manager or a coach and say, "Hey, you did wrong." I didn't say that. But we would have a conversation later, maybe a day or even more, maybe uh, two or three days later, because I was always pretty close to our managers, and uh, they'd ask me, and I said, well, you know, I think you have to know your player, your individual. And, you know, when we had a 25-man roster, uh, plus the coaches, the coaches were not uh, necessarily immune to – being um, uh, spoken to harshly either. So uh, in the world of uh, Major League Sport back in, in my time anyway, um, it was it was not something that was uh, particularly uncommon. Well, this is an issue we're going to keep talking about after our break here, and I, I want to get into this issue. When you've got an athlete who's been abused verbally by a coach, what do you say to them as a trainer? I know what I do as a psychologist. We've talked about it many times. But what do you say to them as a trainer to help them get back on track? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm talking with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame trainer Mickey Cobb. And this is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Today, I am talking about the issue of when does mental toughness become mental abuse. And it's a very uh, disturbing story coming out of the University of Maryland about their football team, about multiple situations of verbal abuse and physical abuse going on in this team by coaches, especially by Rick Court, their assistant athletic director for sports performance, who's put on paid administrative leave. He was accused of throwing weights at players, verbally accosting them, using profanity-laced tirades in the attempt to, quote, toughen them up. And in my opinion, Rick Court should never, ever be around an athlete again because this is behavior that's been going on apparently for quite a while, using intimidation to try to, quote, toughen people up. Joining me on the phone is former Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame trainer Mickey Cobb. Mickey was an athletic trainer for many years in the 1985 World Series. He's got a ring from that World Series championship over the St. Louis Cardinals. Did you get it autographed by Don Denkinger, Mickey, by the way? I want to ask you that question. Uh, anyway, anyway, here. <laughs> no, but I saw him over the winter, and I'll tell you. For a guy that's in his 80s, he looks pretty good. He looks like he could make a call at first again if he needs to. Well, maybe not for Cardinal fans. Anyway, we won't get into that. But anyway, let, let's let's get let's get into this issue, okay? Because yeah, as it, before sports psychologists like myself came around, of course, in 1990, I was the first team psychologist with the Royals, as you know, and worked with you quite a bit. And your job as an athletic trainer was to be the psychologist. You had to deal with athletes, and you know I've talked many, many times about many athletes you had to deal with who had emotional problems and issues. In my opinion, every professional team, every collegiate team should have a sports psychologist on staff full-time because of the psychological things that go on. But 
your job was to help athletes out. When you had an athlete who was, in his opinion, verbally abused by teammates or by coaches or by whomever, how did you help them get through that? What did you say to them? What did you do? And how did you try to work with them on that to overcome that? Well, first of all, I'd like to say that um, the atmosphere within the training room um, is one or was one is to where a player can go and receive treatment for his on-the-field injuries and possible off-the-field injuries. And and that also included uh, if they were having problems otherwise, meaning at home or even have been uh, chewed out, so to speak, by a coach or a manager. Uh, so they would come in to the training room, and, and for a long time I was the only trainer, so uh, you, you'd you let them vent their anger or speak whatever they want to say, and and uh, uh, when when they were through, sometimes there were, uh, was a need for words, sometimes there was a need for just a, uh, uh, a pat on the shoulder, and say, hey, you know, things will be better tomorrow. This is temporary. Because, you see, I, I was working with grown men, so uh, much of everything about them was developed. But the psyche of an individual, I believe anyway, is ongoing. That was exactly what I was going to say. You said that they're developed, but psychologically, we're constantly growing. You know, Absolutely. we're growing, and I, I think we we grow psychologically our entire life. And so, yeah. I know from working with you back in 1990, uh, you understood the athlete psyches, and you and I talked many, many times. And and you know, you and Nick Schwartz were were kind enough to let me become part of the the team and accepted me. It wasn't easy to have some some psychologist in the locker room because it was the first time, but it worked. And things went well. We had we had a lot of success with a lot of athletes that year, but and we dealt with a lot of things. And one of the things I think is important is this whole issue of communication and dealing with fear. Let's face it, Mickey. I mean, you want every athlete wants to be as tough as possible, right? Mentally and physically, right? Wouldn't you agree? And well, absolutely. And uh, uh, I like to I like to think of it in terms of uh, uh, you have a player who, let's say, is on the college level and he's uh, studying to be a doctor or a minister and he's a very different person in his street clothes. When he goes and begins to dress and gets ready for a game, uh, how he goes about to get his mental makeup strong enough to go out and uh, uh, line up across the line from another player and have the intention of trying to annihilate him. That is, that is a very a different, difficult thing. And then when the clock winds down and it's over, then you go back to that person in the street clothes. So it's, it's a very, I, I think it's a very narrow, a path that 
people take, we all take, who are in athletics and dealing with the, the player, uh, it's different paths that they're on. And, uh, and, I, and I agree with you on that. We've got about a minute left here. I want to ask you this question before I have to let you go. We have to wrap things up. When an athlete feels that he's being abused verbally or physically, for that matter, what should he do? What should he or she do? Well, as I said earlier, I was with uh, uh, in my major league career that these people were grown men. Uh, they're certainly not going to uh, uh, quit. They they may they may say, "Hey, I've had enough. Um, I'm going to go home." Well, they might be. Uh, further disciplined by having their pay cut or cut off while they're gone, or maybe they need to have some time away, and there are, are, are procedures now to take care of those kind of things in the Major League Baseball. In the college level, quite frankly, you still have an 18-, 19-, 20-year-olds who are just – leaving childhood not so long ago. So if we believe that the development of one's psychic is on, ongoing, then we're dealing with a very tender age individual. So if, talking about wrapping it up, if I, I saw a little league coach screaming and yelling at a kid. And I, I'll tell you, I couldn't take it. I just left the stands and walked over to the chain link fence. I said, hey, coach, I said, man, that that's a child you got there. That's a 12-year-old. They can't, they can't take it. So it goes back to uh, a very important uh, word that you used earlier, and that's communication. communication, and it's all about communication, Mickey. Absolutely. And that's and, yeah. absolutely, and to and I don't know if harsh treatment like they did up in Maryland. I don't know whether uh, those people who witnessed it or well, they they needed to speak part up. Of it, uh, if they'll ever, they'll never. It can be repaired from that. Well, you're right, and that's the problem. Listen, we got to wrap it up. I want to thank you, Mickey Cobb, for being yeah. with me this morning. Great comments, great, great points, and I want to thank you so much for everything you've always done for me, my friend. I'm sports well, psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me several ways. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. My website's Winners Unlimited. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych. Always get a hold of me at my office at 816 Five six one five 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 six. I want to thank my good friend Mickey Kaufman for joining us this morning. Have a great week, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.